Happy Sabbath. I have two daughters and a boy. My boy is 11 years old now. He's getting really old. This is what my boy looks like. That's Prince. He's not dead. He's sleeping. <laughs> okay. Uh, another picture. It's a better picture. Okay. So he's getting really old. Um, I spent a lot of time from his puppyhood to train him. Okay. To teach him to fetch. Do you know how to teach a dog to fetch? Okay. Let me, take, uh, let me, let me teach you how to do it. So what happens is uh, you play with the, with the little ball and then um, dogs by their nature, uh, when they, they want to put something in their mouth. So when they put something in their mouth, you say, fetch. And when he lets it go, you give him a treat. Okay? You keep doing that, and at a certain point, you throw it somewhere else, he'll go get it, and then he knows that when he lets it go, he's going to get a treat. Right? You keep repeating it until um, you give him a treat, and instead of a treat, next time, you give him a praise, and then you give him a treat, and a praise, treat, two praises, treat, three praises, treat, four praises, 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 praises. That's how you train a dog to fetch. It's not just a fetching, but he uh, learned to do a lot of things. When Celeste was in kindergarten, she was like six years old. Uh, the church, uh, the school in Escondido, they had a talent show. And Celeste wanted to do uh, a talent show, and she wanted to do a dog show. Okay? So Celeste, me, and the dog, uh, Prince, we spent a lot of time together. And on the day of the talent show, Celeste, who was six years old at the time, she went up and there was a spotlight, it was completely dark, and spotlight, a Celeste and the dog, and Celeste said, sit. And he sat, and she said, down. He went down. Roll over. He rolled over. Up. And then he stood up. She said, twirl, and he twirled. She said, back. He backed up. And then she said, Speak. And the dog went, Woo! <laughs> Pretty amazing, okay? And then she said, Stay. I mean, the whole thing took maybe about less than a minute. She said, Stay. And she walked off the stage. And you got to imagine this huge dog. And when, when the dog was sitting, Celeste was shorter than the dog, okay? So she was that small. And she said, stay, and she went off the stage, and it was complete dark, spotlight on Prince, and Prince was like this, okay? And then Celeste went off the stage, and she said, come, and he followed her. And the crowd went, yeah, they went crazy. She got the first place that year. I was very proud of my dog. <laughs> well, I was proud of Celeste too. But. 
Amazing moment. It really was amazing. I mean, how can an animal that's twice the size of her so tamed and controlled by a six-year-old, right? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this really hot day, but we are here. The AC is working really well, and we're all nice and cool in this church. Now, Lord, we're here to study your words. So as we open your words, Father, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. We are in a series um, on the Beatitudes. You know, the Sermon on the Mount um, probably was the best sermon ever given, right? Jesus pretty much said, hey, um, you want to know what I'm about? And then he goes, here. And then he started with the Beatitudes, okay? This was the path to new life. If we become converted and leave our sinful, old sinful ways to live a new life by following Jesus, this is the way to do it. This is the way, okay? The path to new life in Christ. And today we will learn the third path, okay? The first path was spiritual poverty, the, the second was being brokenhearted over our sins. And here is the third. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Meek. The meek. Here's a word which we do not use too often anymore. When was the last time you used the word meek or you've heard the word meek? Somebody using the word meek outside of the church or Bible studies. Meekness. New International Version and King James Version call it the meek. New American Standard Bible calls it the gentle. Common English Bible calls it the humble. The Message Bible describes it as people who are content with just who you are, no more, no less. When you look at these definitions, you kind of get the idea. I mean, okay, okay, I can kind of understand. I think I understand what it means, but not quite, still not crystal clear. It's like, hmm, I think I get it, but still kind of fuzzy. You see, the thing is that the 21st century Western culture does not hold meekness to be a virtue. In contrast to the ancient Near East and the Greco-Roman world. Because of this, this dramatic shift in value system over the years, sometimes it can be difficult to understand the Bible. And this word, meekness, the, the meek is kind of like that. Because we kind of use it in the wrong context. What I see here is most uh, modern versions of the Bible replace the noun meekness by gentleness uh, or or humility, uh, probably as a result of the negative overtones of weakness, which is associated with the word meekness. Okay? When we think of the word meekness, we think of weakness. 
When we think of meekness, we're not thinking of mighty kings and warriors. Okay? So, initially, the word, the meek, meekness, is actually, it means mild. Okay? For those of you who love food, uh, when you go order food at Thai restaurants or or Sundubu restaurants, um, what do you order? They always ask you, how hot do you want it? And there's always st- one or two people, oh, can I get mild, please? I'm like, mild? What do you mean you order mild? Nobody eats mild. We all eat hot, right? Super hot, right? I mean, who's going to order mild? The connotation is negative, weak, and low. Not high and strong, but weak and low. You see Lomal in the church, the contemporary attitude towards this virtue distorted the true meaning of this word. You know what meekness really means? This is going to blow your mind, okay? So get ready. This is going to blow your mind. The Greek word for the meek is praos, okay? Praos. This word refers to a person who is meek, okay? (laughs) No, there's more. I'm just kidding. A lot of commentaries point the word praos to a person in Latin word, okay, is mansutas, okay, mansutas. I don't know if you have heard this word or not, but that's, that's a Latin word term, um, Latin term which was used to refer to a person who's meek, so same word, but in Latin, okay? And we know this. Um, this word, um, mansutas, is, is made of two words, actually, okay? One is manu, which is what? What is that in Spanish? Manu is what? It's related to the hand. Manu means hand, right? Right? Spanish speakers, right, Kristen? Yeah, okay. Uh, and as you know, an English word manual comes from that as well, okay? So manual, like when you do things with your hands. And asutas means used to. So stay with me, okay? So mansutas refers to a person who's meek, and literally it means used to the hand. Used to the hand. Now, can you show this uh, next, please? Uh, when, when this refers to used to the hand, it is the word for the hand that handles or tames animals that are wild by nature. Okay, some of you guys are getting it already. Okay? Mansutas, pras, refers to a person who is used to the hand. And that hand, hand that handles wild animals. It alludes to the hand that tames the wild beast. It's the hand that domesticates a wild stallion into a horse for people to ride on. 
That's what this word means, the meek. So the meek people refer to the people who are wild by nature, but they are used to the hand that tames them. Loma Linda Church, you know that we're all wild beasts, right? In a way, there's a wild beast in all of us. Look at the children at our church. They're so cute and and they're so sweet, but man, you set them free, you're going to see a wild beast. I guarantee it. Right? My children were like that. I was like that. Have you ever read a children's book called Where the Wild Things Are? Next slide. You know this book, right? You've all read this. The book only has about 330 words, which is my kind of book. (laughs) Not 330 pages, words, you guys. The book is about a young boy named Max who, after dressing in in a wolf costume, uh, goes a little wild in his household that he is sent to bed without supper. But in his imagination, in his room, Max goes out in wild adventure by sailing to an island inhabited by wild things. And they go crazy, partying, and then he gets crowned as a king and he's telling all these wild beasts what to do. And then he goes, oh man, I'm hungry and I miss my mommy. So he comes back home and when he comes back home, he finds nice warm supper made by his mother. You know, the book is pretty much about this wild side of a child and his imagination that he goes to his room because he was being wild, but in his room, he went through a crazy wild adventure. It's a book which depicts the wild side of human nature. All of us have that wild side in us. And we also have the beastly impulse, instinct, and passion. We had to go through training, education, and, and, and taming to be a decent human being. Isn't that true? Isn't that right? There's still more, there's still some people, okay, who never learn and run like wild beasts. But most of us kind of We have to learn to be decent human beings over many years. Isn't that true? Meek people are the people who are used to the hand that tames us, educates us, disciplines us, and trains us. How can my 80-pound dog sits, rolls, and twirls, and stays at a command of a six-year-old? Girl, Prince is not weak. He has strong jaws, I mean, strong enough to crush human bones and canines sharp enough to bite through human flesh. Did you know that dogs can carry twice their weight? Which means Prince can drag a 160-pound man. Celeste probably at the time was like, what, 40 pounds? I don't know, actually. 
I don't know. But, you know, how can a six-year-old tell an eight-pound dog, wild beast, what to do? It's because of the education, training, the taming. Romal in the church, you know the hand. You know the hand that tames human beings who are sinful by nature. So the third beatitude is, blessed are those who are every, who have every instinct, every impulse, every passion under control. Blessed are those who are tamed by the hand of Jesus. Please note that it is not about someone who has complete control over themselves. Um, There's no one like that. I understand that, okay? It is not so much the blessing of the person who is self-controlled, but such complete self-control is beyond human capacity. Rather, it is the blessing of the person who is used to or who submits to the taming hand of Jesus. Someone who is teachable and trainable by Jesus. We all know that it's not only the children who behave like wild beasts, right? We have our impulse and emotion as well. All of us are hot, not mild in our nature. Our beastly nature shows up. You know what I mean? We've seen it at work. We've seen it in relationships. We've seen it at church parking lots and church meetings. We've seen it at home. We've done it in our cars, in our bedrooms. We've done that to our loved ones and to strangers. You know this. Our beast mode of anger, unkind words, being rude, being bitter, and more. Loma Linda Church, I know None of us are perfect. I am just as guilty as you are. But this is the beauty of doing a sermon series straight out of the Bible. I did not choose this topic, but here we are. The Bible tells us today to get used to the hand that tames all of us who are sinful by nature. Let His Word... Let his hand, Loma Linda Church, let his hand cover our mouths when impulse runs strong. Let his hand calm our hearts when emotions run high. Let his hand control us. I think Jesus may have quoted from the Bible when, we, when he said the third Beatitudes. This is really interesting to find, actually. Look at this. Psalm 37, 
when I found this, I was like, I have to share this. Psalm 37 is very interesting because this will describe what Jesus meant by meekness. Okay? So check this out. I know it's kind of long, but I want you to see this to see how the Bible describes a person who is meek. Okay? Uh, Verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. And then check this out. Verse 11. But the meek... Do you have that? Oh, yeah. But the meek will inherit the land, and enjoy peace and prosperity. Verse 11 says, the meek will inherit the land. It's got to be a quote, right? Jesus was quoting from Psalm 37. It's identical. In fact, Septuagint, which is a Greek Old Testament, because originally the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, but there is a Greek Old Testament. It's called Septuagint. If, if you look at Septuagint Bible and go to Psalm 37, the word meek in Greek, here is the same word that is used in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. So the Bible writers are pointing at the same thing. So there's a picture that the Bible is drawing, right? It's painting a picture. The portrait we have of meekness, according to Psalm 37, is a meek Start by trusting God. Then it commits its way to the Lord in the confidence that, that He will use His power and mercy to do good for us. Then it waits patiently and quietly for the outcome. And finally, it does not give way to anger and fretfulness when faced with the opposition and setbacks. It consists in a peaceful freedom from fretful anger and is based on trusting God and rolling all our ways unto God and waiting patiently for God. It is obvious that the meek people put God in the center in everything and in every situation. They are used to the taming hand of God. They listen to the voice of their master and wait for the master's signals. And then the reward is clear, for they will inherit the earth. Again, Psalm 37 helps us to understand what this means more clearly, right? It says, but the meek will inherit the land and Psalm says, and enjoy peace 
and prosperity. Their inheritance is the earth, the land. The earth or the land in the Bible represent inhabitation. It means dwelling place. So we will have a dwelling place where we can enjoy peace and prosperity. That's the reward for those who are meek. Those who are used to the taming hand of Jesus. I'm going to end with a story. Um, I mean, you know this story, okay? Uh, Remember the people who were out camping and herding sheep? They were just ordinary people. They were shepherds. They were nameless and simple. An ordinary night with ordinary sheep and ordinary shepherds. When the angel came and told them about the birth of baby Jesus, they didn't argue. Okay, they didn't ask the angel, um, are you sure for real of this person, of this baby? Had the angel gone to the theologians, they could have asked for proof text. Like, where in Isaiah does it say that? Where in Daniel? Are you sure you can, you can prove it to me that he is the Lord? Had the angel gone to the elites, they would have looked around if anyone is watching. Had the angel gone to the successful, they would have first checked their schedule. So the angel went to the shepherd the ordinary and meek shepherds. While the theologians were sleeping and the elite were dreaming and the successful were snoring, the meek were kneeling to worship Jesus. They bowed down. They fell on their knees to worship Jesus. They were kneeling before the one and only the meek will see. They were kneeling in front of the King of kings and the Lord of the lords, the creator of the heaven and the earth, Jesus. Only the meek. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to the third beatitude. And Lord, we find that the meek are the people who submit to the taming hand of Jesus. Instead of our sinful nature run all over our lives and our behaviors, we are used to the hand of Jesus leading and guiding Father, help us. Help us to recognize in our lives the taming hand of Jesus and submit to your ways and your will. In Jesus' name, amen.